feels a little surreal, to be quite honest with you. But this is the place that like completely altered my path, you know, and in a good way. Like it's the reason I am where I am today. Welcome to episode 263 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. The Super Bowl is over and we can now officially say it's baseball season. Pitchers and catchers have started reporting to Major League Baseball spring training camps. Position players will officially report early next week. And the first Cactus League game, you can put it in your schedule. The Los Angeles Dodgers and San Diego Padres do battle February 22nd. The rest of the 30 teams will begin Cactus and Grapefruit League action two days later. We'll keep you posted on how players with Alberta ties do during spring training and then we'll recap where they all land in their respective organizations as we get closer to opening day. And again, take out your day planner. It's set for March 28th, so book the day off. Now, there is plenty of baseball action stateside as the college scene is well underway. Among the highlights this week, Alberta-wise, episode 231, guest Quinn Toshnick picked up his first win in relief, firing three solid innings for Rogers State in a 9-2 win over Colorado Christian. His Okotoks Dogs teammate Trent Lanahan was outstanding for the UBC Thunderbirds over the week, picking up 13 hits in four games, including two home runs and six RBI en route to being named the Canadian Baseball Network's College Player of the Week. And Vauxhall Academy grad and Sylvan Lake Gulls hurler Ty Boudreaux keeps doing what he does best, striking out hitters. The 2023 WCBL Pitcher of the Year struck out nine in just four innings of work to lead Midland College to a 6-5 win over Trinidad State. On the commitment front, congratulations going out to Dogs Academy backstop Chase Logan on landing with Lynn Benton Community College. It's the same school where his brother, who is Arizona Diamondbacks prospect Gavin Logan, started his junior college career. And a couple of events we're looking forward to have been announced recently. Prep Baseball Canada is sending two teams to the Futures Games, and Alberta will be hosting a pair of trials. The first will be at the shop by Sherwood Park Minor Baseball March 9th, while the second will go at Dogs Academy in Okotoks on April 17th. Meantime, Prairie Baseball Academy and the Lethbridge Bulls have announced the third annual Mitch Ball Memorial Tournament has been scheduled from May 24th to 26th. Teams in 10U, 11U, and 12U are invited to register. You can follow either of those two organizations on social media for all the details and appropriate links. Speaking of PBA, that's where we're heading this week for the podcast. The program recently held its annual banquet and awards night celebrating the best of the year and also inducting two new members to the PBA Hall of Fame. Rob Greeno and Rob Watt are both former players who have given back to the program in a variety of ways over the years. We'll hear from them both in a few minutes. But first, our Ian Wilson checks in with PBA head coach Todd Hubka. Todd, why don't we just start with tonight and what this night means? Uh, uh, you know, you get you get all uh, dudded up, you get the shirt and tie on, you get to to meet with a lot of your supporters. What does it mean just to, as an organization and an academy to have a night like tonight? Yeah, it's uh, it's a very very special evening for the Prairie Baseball Academy, especially from you know where we come from. Uh, I think this is our 29th year. And, you know, the early days of, you know, kind of like the Lethbridge Bulls, same thing. Like, are we getting able to survive and keep this thing going to, you know, to the Nolan family helping us build a facility, to our indoor, to, um, you know, and it, and it all comes down to, like, functions like this where, you know, uh, four years ago we started honoring uh, old board members and Prairie Baseball Academy alumni and, and started our Hall of Fame, but, it you know, Without those early years of the people that helped develop this program to what it has become today is, 
you know, I, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you right now. So this is a very special night and it's always, I, I, I enjoy where, where it's gone into the, into the hall of fame where tonight we're inducting uh, Rob Watt and Rob Greeno and, and rightfully so they're, you know, absolutely. They should be going into our hall of fame. Yeah. Maybe that was my next question. Actually, if you can just give us a rundown, a, a bit of a Cole's notes and background on, on the hall of fame inductees tonight, uh, why they've meant so much to the program and uh, why you felt it was necessary to, uh, or important to acknowledge them tonight. Yeah. So we have a, a PBA, uh, alumni group now that actually they're the ones that uh, go out and try to find, you know, who should be going into the hall of fame. And, you know, they, we still use coach Kubasek and myself to go like, you know, to help them out because, you know, they were only here for a few years where we've basically been here since day one, but um, you know, they do a great job at, at uh, announcing to the, to these two guys and, you know, the ones from the past too, but uh, you know, Rob Greeno, you know, he's from Lethbridge, originally from Lethbridge. I uh, went on and played at Mayville State um, and basically came back. And since he was back here, he jumped on our uh, the Prairie Baseball Academy board. And he's kind of the original, one of the original startups of our, our alumni association. So, um, you know, when he was in charge of, you know, running the, the poker, our alumni poker tournament and our golf tournament and, um, you know, he, he's still on our board, but, uh, you know, it's just everything that the man's done for us. It's, it's unbelievable how much he has helped our program, uh, through all the events that he helps, uh, help us run. So, um, and he's, you know, since we've lost a few of our old board members, uh, Rob's really taken over the golf tournament and, you know, it's been a great success where, you know, that money goes straight into scholarship and it's, uh, you know, we ha we use that money to, uh, for these kids. And I, you know, this year, I think the golf, golf scholarship fund is like $35,000 that's going back to these kids. And that's, you know what, that's all Rob. And so it's greatly appreciated what he's done for our program. And Rob Watt, um, you know, he was, he was actually here my first year of coaching and, you know, redshirted his first year and um, came back and played here for two years and went on to Wayne State in uh, Nebraska and, and, you know, got his degree there and started his coaching career there uh, and ended up uh, going to Mount Olive where he won a Division II World Series uh, with three of our PBA alumni, David Cooper, Mike Kissia, Dylan Holton. Cooper was the, made the last three outs of the World Series for them to clinch a playing shortstop for them. So, but same thing, uh, blue collar kid, worked his butt off, you know, if, uh, I, I tr strongly feel if Prairie Baseball Academy wasn't here that he probably never would have had the opportunity to play college baseball. But, he, you know, he learned what it took to, to be able to go down to the States and really to, to compete down there. And, and he had a great college career, but, I, you know, he's a great coach. And uh, we just want to honor him for every, you know, for what he's done for all the alumni. There's 20 alumni that have played for him since he started coaching. So. Um, tonight's going to be pretty special. I think there's about 10 of them that'll be here. I won't try to keep you too much longer. I know you've got a busy night. There's lots, lots of moving parts on a night like tonight, but I, I do want to, uh, ask you just a couple quick questions about uh, the CCBC season, which is, uh, upon us soon. And just maybe give us a, a look ahead to what we can expect from, from PBA, uh, heading into this season and, uh, what you like, uh, strengths, weaknesses, all that kind of, kind of good stuff. Uh, I really like our team this year. 
Um, we, I think we're past the COVID years now and, and we're kind of back to our, what Prairie Baseball Academy was all about. And it was, you know, we're based at like a junior college program. The kids are here for two years and we try to move them on to, to us scholarships. And, you know, I, I, we have a really young group that is very athletic and I, you know, we should be at the top of the league this year again and, and trying to, you know, win a league championship and hopefully play any, you know, on, in at Spitz stadium on uh, May long weekend for a championship on the, on the Sunday. So, um, you know, as, as far as the CCBC, the, you know, the league just keeps growing and, uh, you know, it gets better and better every year. And, um, you know, there's some, there's talent on, you know, on every team and, um, you know, you, you have to play your best if you're, you know, if you're, if you're going to, you know, win your weekend series and, uh, you know, and that's, that, that's what we like. And, you know, we want to, we want to play against the best and, and hopefully, like I said, we're playing for a championship in, in May. Now on to the distinguished guests, and we'll start with Rob Greeno, who is Lethbridge born and raised, rising through the Little League and American Legion programs to play with PBA from 2002 to 2005. After his playing days came to an end, he joined the program's board in 2010 and is a major supporter and organizer for a variety of events, serving as the PBA Alumni Association president until 2020. Rob, first of all, congratulations. Thank you, man. That's, uh, it's a big honor, that's, that's for sure. Let's get the, the origin story with PBA. How did you end up playing uh, in the program and what uh, drew you to the program originally? Sure. So I grew up in Lethbridge, uh, got to go through Little League where my dad coached me for a number of years. Uh, um, Randy Ruff and my dad coached uh, a number of other coaches. So my dad basically coached me from T-ball all the way up to uh, to junior and then got to a level of high school in American Legion where uh he stopped coaching me and became a fan in the stands and got to, to go really through a really good uh, high school program at CCH and then uh, American Legion, gotten go down south, play against a lot of American teams and just get that experience, right? And then uh, out of American Legion, coming out of high school, um, just kind of being a local kid, uh, we had the Prairie Baseball Academy here in town and I wanted to, to continue to play baseball. So I uh, tried out for the team and uh, made the junior varsity team for the first year and then played another two years of senior ball and ultimately ended up uh, getting the opportunity to go down south to Mabel State in North Dakota and played another two years there underneath Coach Barry. Now you've you've stuck with the program you've been involved to walk us through some of your involvement with the program over the over the decade. Sure so I mean growing up um, both my parents my dad uh, especially um, did a lot of volunteer work and he was on a number of boards my mom with the uh, the Canets, I think it was called back then, but uh, just grew up in a household where volunteering was important. And I, I got to see that the time they got to put into it and just hearing about the, the value they get back, right? Like being able to go and help others. So um, Keith Jorg Jorgensen actually approached me. Um, I forget where we were, but he uh, he recommended that I, I take part and join the board and thought I could help out in some way. So I've always been uh, kind of in the mind that my best support is helping with events and fundraisers and stuff like that. Uh, not a huge fan of sitting through long meetings. So <laughs> I, I like to be involved where I can actually go do something and, and make some money for the program. So uh, Keith had brought me into the board and that was 10 plus years ago. So I got to work closely with Keith and it was a, it was an honor that we got to rename the golf tournament after him because I actually got to work pretty close with him and Dennis King and Glenn Secretin and Randy Ruff and Les Caldwell on the, the golf committee. A lot of those guys are retired and 
have kind of stepped back a bit. So it's, uh, it was an honor working with them and being able to just go and um, get some funds for the program so we can provide these scholarships like we're doing tonight. Talk a little bit about the Alumni Association, your role with that, and, and just how important that, that side of things has been. Sure. So I joined the PBA board, and a couple of years after that, I got approached to take over the alumni board. And really, it, it started kind of grassroots where we were just trying to build something up with the alumni. I mean, uh, the PBA program hadn't been around super, super long, so it was important that we got together and, and really try and build that alumni aspect of things where we get together as a group of alumni and, and uh, try and support the, the program any way we could. Um, so I, I was president of that for a number of years where we held an annual poker tournament and uh, all the proceeds from that uh, got donated to scholarships at the annual banquet. And then uh, a couple years ago, I actually stepped back from the Alumni Association and a good group of guys, uh, previous alumni took over and they've just been doing a phenomenal job with that since then, helping out with the golf tournament holding the poker tournament, um, and just doing a number of different things to support the program. It's the captain obvious question here, but engaging the alumni in, a, in an academy program like this is, is vital, isn't it? Maybe just talk a little bit about why that's important and what you've seen from, from that engagement. For me personally, it's a, a way to give back to the program that gave me so much when I went through it. And really, like, until you join something like that and be involved in some capacity to give back to the program. It's a sense of community. It's a sense of giving back. And un until you, you are involved with something like that, you never really know how much time and effort past board members, past volunteers have put into the program and just how much work it takes to be able to support a program like this. And I think uh, Coach Hub and Coach Kubasek back in the day and all the volunteers back then and the, really the people that helped start the program um, really started something special and it's important to give back to something that's given back to us to help us through the program. Tonight, you're a, you're a Hall of Famer. Uh, how does that sound? And, and what was it like getting that call? Honestly, uh, just every other inductee into the Hall of Fame. I mean, super, super deserving. They've put in uh, just a ton of years of uh, help and support to the program. So I, I was actually quite surprised um, of my induction. And um, I, I truly appreciate it. I'll definitely remember this, this night for the rest of my life. And just uh, look forward to continuing to help the program in any way possible. Who gave you the call and what what was that like? I was actually a little bit surprised because uh, I helped run the uh, annual uh, Keith Jorgensen Memorial uh, Scholarship uh, Golf Fundraiser. And uh, before we started our round, the Alumni uh, Association had gone up and they called me up there to say thank you for all I do for helping run the tournament. And then they actually surprised me that uh, I was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I was quite shocked. I, I didn't expect that. I definitely... I mean, you, you help the program any way you can and you don't expect something like that. So just for them to, to honor me in that way and bring me up in front of everybody, like it, it definitely uh, was a humbling experience and uh, just goes to show the, the hard work that you put in. I mean, people see that and I'm being appreciated for it. So it's, it's a great feeling. Absolutely. Congratulations on that and enjoy tonight. Thank you. And finally, Rob Watt came to PBA from BC in 1996 and stayed for three years before heading stateside to finish his collegiate career. He then went into coaching, where he spent nearly two decades with the University of Mount Olive, winning several NCAA conference championships and helped guide 32 players to be drafted or signed by MLB teams. All the while, he kept bringing PBA alumni to the school on a few different occasions. Rob, just tell me a little bit about how you first came to PBA. Uh, actually, 
we, um, a friend of mine and I had just lost in the BC provincial, um, finals and, uh, we were in the ferry line trying to get back to Vancouver Island and, um, it sounds kind of weird, but we just weren't ready to be normal. You know what I mean? <laughs> just going to, going to school and whatnot. And, um, Prairie baseball just started up and we had a, a buddy that was, was headed out here and, um, Basically, we spent the entire ferry ride home discussing if we could make it happen, and um, it wasn't probably ten days, fourteen days later that you know we were, you know, getting a, a an apartment and signing up for PBA. So it was kind of on a whim. It was, you know, it was just wasn't ready to to, to stop playing. There wasn't really a, a lot of. Like, we see a lot of the academy stuff now. It's really flourished, right. particularly in Alberta. Sure. Um, you know, there wasn't as much of that back then. Was it even more scary? And with that context, that you didn't necessarily know what you were stepping into at the time. Uh, that's a hundred percent correct. <laughs> uh, I actually had no idea what to expect. You know what I mean? You have, a, I guess, you have kind of a measuring stick of maybe how good you feel like the other guys are going to be based on you know, some of the competition that you've had, um, in recent years, you know, your 10th, 11th and 12th grade year or whatever. But, um, yeah, it was, I really didn't have any idea what to expect to be quite honest with you. And it's definitely not, you know, kind of, um, an easy read like it is nowadays. There's, it's, it's pretty easy to research and, you know, kind of, um, dissect maybe what the exact expectations are when it was just kind of getting started. I think it was only, one year in existence when when we headed out here so um yeah we like i said it was just kind of we went out on a whim so and what did you see with the academy back then i'm sure the academy has changed uh quite a bit over the years as well but uh the, what was your experience like at that time life-changing and i don't say that to sound cliche by any means um i grew up extremely fast um i was presented with some challenges that i had never had before um you know uh, i think when you grow up in a small community um maybe you have a an unrealistic idea of maybe where your spot your place is in you know the baseball world or the hockey world or whatever but then when you get on a larger scale and you've got some other guys you know coming from all different parts of canada with the same aspirations as you uh the walls kind of cave in on you or close in on you a little bit and um yeah it was it's, it was life-changing. Um, so I, I learned what the real world was about. Um, and, um, I mean, you gotta think I, here was two kids getting ready to get on a ferry and go back to Vancouver Island and 30 years later, close to it. Um, baseball is my life. Like I coach baseball, you know, in North Carolina. So, um, it, it was the avenue to where I'm at today. Expand a little bit on the baseball side of things, how that set the table for you, both uh, in terms of your collegiate career as a player, but also getting into coaching. Uh, Well, I, you know, I I think I was similar to any other, uh, most young Canadian boys. Um, We probably aspire to be in, you know, the Montreal Forum and not Yankee Stadium. You know what I mean? Um, But, um, you know, when, you know, the NHL draft didn't call your name. You know, there's, you got to explore some other options. And basically, um, playing wise, um, I had to get better a whole lot faster if I wanted to keep up. Um, the, the players were good here, you know what I mean? And, um, I just, uh, I guess 
I had to get accelerated. I had to learn it. There was a little bit more cerebral side of it. You know, the IQ had to grow um, and I had to catch up. I mean, I wasn't as good as a lot of the guys that were here. And um, that side of it taught me like it's a little dog eat dog. You know what I mean? And it teaches you some survival skills and whatnot. Um, I I don't want to sound dramatic when I say that, but just kind of if you want to stick around, you've got to earn your keep. Um, And to be honest with you, I think um, Coach Hub and Coach Kubasek, uh, they were very, I think the the most impactful part about them is um, like absolute truth and transparency, you know, and I appreciated that. I appreciated knowing exactly where I felt like I needed to work what I needed to get better at if I was going to be a high contributor. And I think that I took a lot of the, the practices that, that they taught me um, and carried it with me into the coaching world. And, uh, Talk about that a little bit. Uh, just uh, their, their impact, impact on you as a coach in, in your later years. Uh, you were coaching uh, uh, university ball, I believe, and yeah. I'm not sure where you're coaching now, but you can get into that. Right. And just some of the lessons imparted to you by Coach Hub, uh, Hubka and Kubasek uh, that, that you may use to this day? Uh, well, I think this program, I think, um, screams blue collar, right? It screams um, work and work ethic and learning how to function inside, you know, uh, uh, a shared idea of what, what you're supposed to be. You know, a culture, I guess, is the word we use more often than not. Um but I think that that was, that was where the biggest imprint was on me was, you know, nothing in this life is free. And if you want it, the only way to go about it is to get your hands dirty and compete. And it's not going to be easy. It's actually going to be more hard than easy. And there's more bad times than there is good times. But um, I think they did a really good job in kind of, you know, um, allowing us to figure out that, you know, even though, some of the uh, the successes aren't quite as often as maybe um, your failures. Like they far outweigh, you know, that that tiny little taste of success far outweighs, you know, all the kind of missteps that you had along the way. Um, but they represented, you know, like passion and intensity. And I think that if if you can if you can have those things, you you can always have success. If people follow passion, they're inspired by by that, you know. And intensity means that you're going to be focused on what you came there to do. But those guys, I mean, they, they screamed the, the type of attitude. That was Coop's word, was attitude. Um, they, you know, they displayed the type of attitude that I think um, it took a Canadian kid to kind of get down there to get an opportunity to play. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't as easy back then. I mean, like, the social media wasn't available. These um, international tournaments, um, it, a little bit more few and far between. The elite of the elite, like the, the junior team and Team Canada's and stuff like that. Those kids got the exposure that they needed, but you know, kids like me, not so much, right? And um, I think that they knew what it was going to take for us who were behind. You know, what I mean, like the amount of times that, and what I see about it behind is um, we don't play it as much as the Americans do. You know, my son, take my 21 year old son. He's a Division One player, and I think about how much more baseball by the age of 21 that he played than I did. You know what I mean? And so just getting the reps in. That's right. And I think that Kub, Coach Kubasek and Coach Hubka, they knew that, you know, the kids that we were going to have to be competing against, um, they had some volume on us. You know, they, they had the, the experience level. And, you know, um, the only way to kind of expedite the process of getting ready was 
to narrow your focus and make sure that you get rid of some distractions. Uh, where are you coaching now? University of Mount Olive. So um, it's in North Carolina. It's in eastern North Carolina. It's about an hour out of Raleigh. Um, it's a Division II school. Um, I've had over 20 PBA players come and play for me. Um, had There's a couple here tonight that were on our national championship team in 08. So um, PBA continues to be you know, a part of my life in that sense because, I mean, I like the players, so I try to get a couple of them every year. So I got one currently right now. You got a lot of hands to shake, maybe a few cold drinks to, to yeah. consume tonight, but so I'll try and keep you. But uh, maybe just touch upon uh, this honor tonight, being inducted into this this Hall of Fame and what that means to you and maybe your reaction when you got the call as well. Yeah, I, I mean, if you'd known where my journey, I guess, is the word started here, you would have never anticipated me and you having this conversation. So to even get a phone call um, to be, be alongside guys like Coach Kubasek and, you know, Keith Jorgensen and, you know, everybody else that's been in there, um, I, it, it feels a little surreal, to be quite honest with you. Um, but this is the place that, like, completely altered my path, you know, and in a good way. Like, it, 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 it's the reason I am where I am today. Yeah. And so for somebody to recognize that and think that it's special, um, I can't tell you. If they think it's special, it's amplified by a million for me. Um, and to, to have my wife here and share that, and there's former teammates walking up right here. You know, just it's this is my place. Like this is the place that it's. It, it, I know again, it sounds cliche, but it holds like a very dear spot, like in my heart for real. So, Rob, I'll let you get to it, but sure. congratulations Thank and you. enjoy your evening. Okay. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you as well. Thanks again to Todd Hubka, Rob Greeno, and Rob Watt for joining us this week. And congratulations to both Robs on their respective inductions into the PBA Hall of Fame. It is that time of year again with banquets and awards nights happening, and we are hoping to catch a few more before the spring season begins. A tip of the cap as well to our Platinum supporters, the Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. We'd also like to thank all of you for the kind and encouraging words around the launch of Saskatchewan Dugout Stories. We would love to add a few more sponsors to our roster, so if you're interested in helping us cover costs and spreading the news of baseball on the prairies, head to albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.